1: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 554. Uh, I'm going to be on the Oddball Comedy Tour uh, with other folks like uh, Sarah Silverman and Louis C.K. and Mark Marin and Aziz and Gaffigan and Bill Burr and a bunch of people. So uh, go to oddballfest.com. Our tour starts. August 8th in Tampa, and then I think we're doing Charlotte in Atlanta, and then uh, we're, going, we're going all over the place, so oddballfest.com, uh, we'll get you tickets and info on that, and also, uh, just announced that I'm going to be doing a little wraparound show for the Series 8 premiere of Doctor Who on uh, August 23rd on BBC America, it probably goes without saying that I'm very excited to do that, yes, I do a lot of aftershows, okay, I've done a few of them, but this is a pre-show and an after show. but it's Doctor Who, come on, why wouldn't I do it? I'm very excited. I'm going to be going going to New York to do that. So uh, look for that, August 23rd. And uh, they're also going to be uh, screening uh, the, the premiere episode in theaters. So check it out. Bert Kreischer. Now, I've known Bert for many, many years, but I didn't really know Bert. And that's, again, one of the great things about the podcast is that it actually... You actually get to know people uh, in a great way. Bird has a book right now called "Life of the Party: Stories of a Perpetual Manchild," and uh, we like right away delved in some really interesting topics. Which, uh, you know, it, I mean, I it's. I, you've heard me talk about the drinking thing a lot, and if you're sick of it, I'm sorry. It does happen to be a part of my life, and uh, it comes up, and certainly something that uh, that Bert and I uh, talked about. But uh, really interesting guy, and and really funny, and you know, it was uh, it was a great perspective to uh, be able to sit down and talk about the stuff that that he's going through. And uh, I don't know, I really enjoyed the chat, and I feel like uh, I hope you do. I always hope you do. There's never a time where I'm like I really hope they don't like this one. That's I can promise you that's never on my mind. Uh, so here we go. There's podcast number 554 with Burt Kreischer. Now entering nerdist.com.
0: Are we going? Yes. I feel like, can I tell you how I feel lately? Maybe I'm in my head, but I feel like I have done something uh, cosmically to make people think that I'm talking shit about people. Does that make sense? Do you ever get that
1: feeling? Um, maybe. I don't know. Why? Let me, let me like?
0: rephrase this. Let me rephrase this. I'm not, I'm not applying this to me. I'm going to apply it to you. Okay. Do you feel like people liked you better when you were a big drinker and figuring out stand up and you were a little bit of a mess. No. Do you feel like people like you better when you were all of a sudden now what you're doing? <laughs> I think so. Well, ma- I'm going to argue the opposite. I'm going to argue the opposite. I think I think people are more comfortable with watching people kind of struggle than they are with watching people get their shit together because then you maybe reflect- assholes.
1: Yeah. But yeah. but I don't think I don't think any decent person would want to watch someone struggle even if it's to make them feel better about themselves, but I found that there were a lot of people in in retrospect that I would go back and I was like God, those people were always really weird to me, and they were like, "No, because you were such a fucking mess that we really? didn't want to come near you." Yeah, I don't see. I don't remember really you as a mess ever. Uh, I wasn't. I mean, I, I wasn't like a falling down drunk, but I was. Uh, you know, I was allowed. Uh, hey, everything's a uh, party guy. You know, and uh, I mean the thing about the thing about um, being that guy is that. The thing that makes you that guy numbs you to the awareness that, you know, um, it's like when someone has been drinking and you can smell it, but they don't know you can smell it because it's it's just their own little bubble. (laughs) And and you're (laughs) just like, uh," and
0: it's like that lack of awareness. Yeah, that makes sense. Because like I don't even know. Like I don't. I wouldn't know that I'd smell like alcohol. Like I came to, I went to the. Uh, I went to the um, Seattle airport one time. Yeah. And, the, and I would go to check in, and I had like a a couple gin and tonics on the way to the airport, mm-hmm. and the lady said to me, "I can tell you've been drinking." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm flying." She <laughs> she goes, "No, but a lot," and I was like. But in my head, I'm like, I just had two, which I'm sure to her is probably a lot. If she was a young lady, if she had two gin and tonics, she'd be on the fucking floor. Maybe. And But in my head, oh, no, I, I want to say it was LAX. It was LAX because I made the gin and tonics at my house in the valley, and it was just a tall Tervis tumbler. And it was like fucking a grown-up drink. That's what a grown man would drink. Out of a tumbler. A Tervis tumbler. That's the best. <laughs> have you ever, if you do not know the joy of drinking alcohol out of a Tervis tumbler, then you, I want to say arguably you don't know the South, and you don't know fucking happiness. you
1: sure she wasn't right in this particular case? She might have been right
0: she she told me that she goes. Uh, this is where now. This is where I believe crazy steps in for me on my part. Is she goes? Why don't you go have a cup of coffee? I'm like, that's not what you want. You don't want me hyper alert and like you want me just to go to sleep. Right. That's what one more drink is going to do. I'm going to get on the plane. I'm going to pass out, mm-hmm. and then I'll wake up wherever I am sober, and I'll get I'll go and do press. Right. And so, uh but she was like. She was like, why don't you get a cup of coffee? And so in a weird way, I felt like she was now the overlord of me. And so I had to, I went in and I got, I don't even really drink coffee in the mornings. And I got a cup of coffee. And I like sat there like waiting for someone to watch me. So I'm thinking, are people fucking watching me? And that's where fucking Daryl Strawberry shows up. I'm kidding, but like that's <laughs> but that's
1: the Daryl Strawberry well, mentality of oh like, well the fuckers started. are following me, you know. So uh, okay, so it was early in the morning, and you had yes. two gin and tonics. And one a it's
0: one in a service tumbler because I, I only reason I said that because I thought it was in Seattle, but it wasn't. I was flying Alaskan Airlines. Yeah. So, so it wasn't American where I check in all the time. Right. So uh, I was flying Alaskan, and I was going. I think I was going up to Portland or Seattle. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I had one Turvis tumbler of. But it's a big. It's like one of the big Turvis tumblers.
1: Yeah, they don't serve those normally in tumblers. Like when you go to a bar, they come in a small glass. That's a good idea for a bar. What tumbler? Tumbler bar? Turvis? Turvis tumbler opened a bar. And by the way, if you don't
0: know what Turv, do you know what a Turvis tumbler is? Right. I don't think so. How
1: the conversation you don't I don't know, know. I is. just assume that
0: you were so like, convinced me, do, about what it the, was do you better know what fucking docking is because don't go to a gay bar well docking is when they put the head of the their cops together. together yeah I know, well, I, know okay. I know what docking <laughs> is that's a Tervis tumbler
1: what is it? Uh, what what makes it that? It's just. It's is...
0: So, what it is, is it's like an insulated, thick plastic cup. Oh, I see. Okay. It's like, uh, and look, if you notice. It's, it's the kind it's of like, thing you would get at a sporting event. Exactly. Well, that, that's why. It's what you'd get. It's what your mom would get at Cracker Barrel if you were a big fan of Alabama. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. And so, if you notice, they're all the SEC the all teams. sports, yeah. <laughs> I, I that's no, me. I noticed they were all sportsy things, but I didn't. So, know. Um, but let's not talk about alcohol because I'm, I'm, you're just going to shine back all my failures. All right. No, let's... no, no, not at all. <laughs> we can talk about it. We can talk about it. Are you not drinking now? I'm not drinking right now. Yeah. Are you thinking about it a lot? Obviously, I'm talking about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I hadn't thought about that until you said it. How but long yeah. has it been? Oh, is it two days. But <laughs> no, 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 just like a week. But it's it's the thing. The thing is, is that it's one of the things I think. I don't know. I don't know. I could. T- I, it's. I, there's. A lot of things that I think once you stop, and by the way, I'm by no stretch of the means ever going to stop drinking. I love drinking. I have a good time drinking. I just want to get my, my only reason I'm slowing down is to get my body healthy. Okay. Like, I just want to be healthy. I want to lose weight. I feel fat. I feel disgusting. We go into production, like, next week, so I'm like, I got to lose, and- I stopped drinking for a week. I lost ten pounds already, so maybe I, my body could use it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, the the weight will just pour off real fast. It tears off. But uh, here's the thing, and this is a little deep, maybe a little meta, but Do like whatever you want. I realized that I, I never, I've never been an adult sober. Like I've never been. Like I may be sober during the afternoons and during the day and up till the evening and maybe for a week or a month, but I've never been like a solid chunk of like six year adult. Like these are my feelings; they've all rested and rooted, <laughs> and now I deal with them sober. I've sure. never done that, and and you distinctly did that.
1: Yeah, it's been eleven years now. It's you've not drank in eleven fucking years. No. Good for you. 11 years in October. Yeah. What do you do at night? (laughs) I enjoy my life and and real conversations. (laughs) But like, what do you talk... Like, do you have other friends that like just... I mean, look, it's, you know, it was an adjustment. Yeah. And particularly, you know, it can be difficult in comedy because we basically perform in bars. Yeah. Oh, difficult for comedy. And especially when you... Like, it's like, I've been fucking shouting at the Berlin Wall for the past... It's, it's, not, it's not that you're afraid of what do you do, what you're... What I, I, mean, I shouldn't say what you, what I, what I was afraid of. You can and, put me in it, I don't care. Well, here, here, here's... Well, I'll say me, and then if this sounds familiar to you, then, then great. Um, but I think for me, what I've realized is that it's very scary for me to be alone with my thoughts because my brain <laughs> tends to attack itself.
0: Don't our brains like us? I feel like in the morning I'm like, what team are you on?
1: Well, because, you know, for some reason a, a pattern was established at a very young age that you either so, – there was something – there must have been some instability in your life when you were young and it wasn't resolved. And so in your adult life, you, you know, you kind of silent. You try you, – you, you're basically – or I was basically self-medicating this voice to get it to stop attacking me. And I was afraid to be alone. I was afraid to be alone with my thoughts. And you know, and it's 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 hard. And it's very and it's very hard, especially you know, um, because when you go when you go through things. I mean, I, I drank it everything. I drank if I I drank if I was celebrating. I drank if I had a bad day. And so what you what you learn to do is to deal with tragedies like deaths or unemployment or Fuck breakups that. and all that stuff and it can be very hard but i can, but i'll tell you this i appreciate the fact that um, that it's all real and that it's not fabricated by a chemical i really do appreciate the fact that when i go through stuff that it's i'm really going through it yeah. so that's i mean i don't know maybe that's not for everybody but that's for me that's that that became very important but i didn't realize it at first cuz i just didn't uh, you know, I, I sort of did it the same way you did where I was like, oh, I look like shit and I know I drink too much. I'm just going to quit and I'll see how long I can do it. And then it just sort of the longer I was away from it, the more I was like, you know, it really wasn't doing anything good for me. And then, you know, but it, but there are underlying reasons why we do it. It's a symptom of something else. It's not the problem. But I got I've got the uh, I think I've got the um,
0: what's the dude from the Rolling Stones? Keith, Keith Richards. Richards gene where it's like people don't come uh, i'm, I'm going to talk reflectively about my own career sure. it's going to sound fucking arrogant but people and and incorrect possibly but people don't come to see me they come to see me throw back some shots and talk about partying. They don't really. Fuck, yes, they... No, you haven't been at one of my shows. Bert, they come because
1: you are uh, They don't you funny. Don't,
0: they, I don't even need to speak anymore, I feel like. I feel like if they could have hoses at their table that shot tequila at me, they would be like, oh, I want that show.
1: Um, you could do the Dean Martin thing and do shots of ginger ale. I don't... Well, I believe in God and I won't do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you... Listen, I – and, you know, I, it's not my place to tell you what to do. You make your own choices, and if you're happy, then you should be happy and do whatever the fuck you want. I don't think anyone – I'm not the type of person that think everyone has a problem with – you know, that I have. Yeah. But I just think it, it's, it's a bummer for me to think that you would be defining yourself by an exterior thing well, as I, opposed to you just being comfortable with you being a funny guy that yeah. is likable that people would want to see. That's branding. <laughs> That's an excuse. It's branding. That's an excuse. You're it's, fucking using an excuse. For it. No, it's branding. It's the way the, way right, the corporate okay. business works. You, I, I, I thought of every excuse in the book before I actually quit drinking. I was like, I won't be, you know, I won't be
0: funny anymore. Oh, I I'm won't funny. Be fun I don't drink. I, I don't drink. Like when I go on stage, stone sober. Yeah, I will. I will bring a beer. This is how. I mean, this is is going to let the wind out of everyone's sails but I bring a beer on stage because I found out very early that if you drank on stage, you sold more drinks, and if you sell more drinks, clubs have you back. I, mean, I didn't have the. I didn't have any. Um, back, like wake of work, following me to get on stage. It was me just being a stand up, and so that's how you did it. You sold drinks, you got on stage, you do a shot, the whole crowd does a shot.
1: You could still, I think, you'd still be able to. It. Let's just say someday you were like, and if you don't ever decide to not do it, then that's I'm gonna, totally. I'm gonna, that's I'm gonna never decide to do it. Totally fine. It right okay, but yeah. if you did, yeah, there's a you know there's a wealth of material of like. I sure wish I could do this because this is what used to happen, and it looks—it's so much fun. And then, like, you could still there's still ways around it. But that's not like, but I, I want to get out of this subject so fucking
0: quickly. I can't. No, it's a right good now.
1: topic, but that's not the way I live my life. Well, then you should live your life the way that you're comfortable living your life,
0: right? But like, I feel like I'd be going against everything I've ever stood for because I'm this guy that you know has kind of I have literally lived life by not saying no. So like I feel like I, I I don't know it would be a it's once again it's back to the that original question of, people change but it's am called so,
1: growing up I grew up <laughs>
0: enough by having fucking kids I'm done I'm done I didn't want the, I didn't know that was gonna happen I feel like I got a fucking face tattoo in the dark and then I came out and I was like oh I didn't know this is what. I mean, I, fucking kids are, are enough. Let's go back to my favorite Chris Hardwick story. Okay, you guys ready? What? This is my oh, favorite man. story. What year is that this? I've told this. I've told this so many fucking times. Oh
1: man, I don't. Is this pre? This must pre two
0: thousand three. It sounds like it's. Uh, I think you were getting your shit together. I think your shit was together. It was post shipmates, still or, drinking, or, or circus
1: shipmates. Circus shipmates was still drinking. That was two thousand one, two thousand two. So uh, still, still—that's ha- actually very heavy drinking. Really, I would, really I'll tell big.
0: you what. My daughter Georgia had my wife had just uh, stopped breastfeeding, and we could have sex without a condom. I remember that day because I saw you in the waiting room, and I just had unprotected sex with my wife. Oh, good. Yeah, that's a odd way to remember something. No, but, I
1: would too. I would. Kidding. I, I would.
0: But, uh, Do you remember? Uh, There's two times I saw you in a waiting room.
1: Two times. Did, did you just ejaculate into your wife? No, both? the first okay, one was just, just one okay, time. Yeah. The
0: other time was, uh, I didn't have sex. Okay. First time was um. Uh, And there are two shows that, by the way, like like I got that you didn't get that we were both going in for. Mm -hmm. One was the dumbest fucking show ever. It was the search for the world's fluffiest bunny. What? Uh, Yeah. Did I audition for that? Animal Planet. Animal Planet we met I can tell you where we were we were in Century City by that mall mm-hmm. by the Century City mall mm-hmm. it was in that tall building and we were sitting up was like hey man good to see you and you're like hey good to see you and we kind of bullshitted and we went in and it was with Doug Wilson you remember Doug Wilson he was a producer and we had to like pretend we were playing with an animal man I don't remember this at okay, all then fuck that one dark times let me tell you the good one okay I hope you guys found the fluffiest bunny by the way uh, we ended up we scrapped it and looked for the world's best dancing dog okay and so <laughs> what's the dog fluffy <laughs> What? Was the dog fluffy? No. And God by, the damn way, it. by the way, <laughs> by the way. You promised me fluffy. You have no idea what bullets you dodged. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I picked the wrong number on the submarine and I was like, Oh, at least I'm not odd like Chris. <laughs> and then they're like, Evans, you guys storm the beach first. Oh. So, um, so but the, that's fuck that one. That okay, was a nightmare okay, of a okay. shoot. That is hilarious in and of itself. What did Peter Hardwick do, as I call the that guy? best one was we go in and they cannot tell us the premise of the show. They can just do a general interview. Do a general interview. What are you like doing? Fucking around. I was drinking and this and that and whatever. I'm fucking, you know, we pitch yourself. We call up and they're like, you got the show. And I was like, really? But it's like a straight up hosting. It's like a game show. I was like, in my head, I, I really was like, I remember thinking Hardwick would have done this better than me because I'm not really good at like structure. <laughs> so uh, and I was like, I was like, they in my head. I'm like, I cannot figure out why they didn't pick Chris. So we go out to uh, New York to shoot the show, and it is you remember Celebrity Poker? Yeah, it was Celebrity Bowling. I know nothing about bowling. Hold on, hold
1: on, hold on. Do- Wait, was this the show that Comedy Central did? No, no,
0: no. That's, that's let's. That was Bowl. Let's Bowl. So we go in and it's celebrities. Uh, Keenan from Keenan and Peel or Peel, one of the Keenans or Peels. Was there. I don't know which one's which, but one of them was there as a celebrity. He was just been on my TV and one of the kids from Jackass. And they're like, And you gotta keep score, you gotta talk about bowling, you gotta host it, you gotta drive content. And we do the first we're doing two pilot shots two episode runs we do the first one and i fuck it up so bad that they give me an ifb and i can't focus all i can think of it and i say to them you guys should have picked chris hardwick (laughs) and and one of the producers goes no 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 you're doing great you're doing great and i go no you know chris hardwick's dad's a professional bowler and they're like what (laughs) <laughs> and I go, yeah. Chris Hardwick's dad is arguably one of the best professional bowlers that ever lived. And he, I go, and I go, you should have told him what this show was. Like, I, and I go, I wondered that this whole time why you wouldn't just say what the show was. Because if you had, you might have found the best host you ever would have gotten. That's
1: really funny. They
0: went into a fucking powwow <laughs> oh, and no! got together and oh, and sucks. were like, we're like, and then another person came up and they go, how do you know Chris Hardwick's dad was a bowler? I said, well, because I had a joke that you complimented me on. And and it was the reason I found out was that, uh, you know what's fun to do when you're bowling? After, like, the third frame, turn to your friends and go, do your fingers taste weird? And you (laughs) you said to me, you go, you know, I've been trying to write a bowling joke for a long time. It's a really good bowling joke. And I was like, why have you been trying to write a bowling joke? You go, my dad was a professional bowler. I was like, oh. And then I did, like, Googled you and Googled your dad. And I was like, oh, motherfucker, this is, like, legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... But I remember them being so angry, and I remember them – I think they wanted to reshoot the entire pilot with you.
1: That's so funny. I never I never knew anything about that. I'm just glad – well, first of all, that's a terrible situation for you to be in, and I apologize. But but I I was afraid this was going to be a – one time at the improv bar, you did this crazy no, thing. No. Okay, I've it's never, not one I've of never, those
0: stories. Look I, look, I feel like I got – The scars everyone else's got. I don't talk shit about people when they're drink. When when, if anyone's ever done anything drunk, I don't say a fucking word. If you say something inappropriate to me, even racist, you say it to me in private, and and you're drunk. I go, what? You were drunk. You didn't. That's not your heart speaking. That's just you fucking talking loud. And so like I don't share anything. Like I never get it. I never get. I never judge Mm -hmm. people drunk sober people I judge. Like if like if you're sober and you say some shit to me that's fucked up, I'm like cuz you've had people come up to you after a comedy show and they just say like the weirdest fucking thing. Yeah. I mean I'm sure you, I'm sure you get it.
1: I get it a little bit but not so much because um you know the audience that comes out to see me at shows is pretty docile. Like they're pretty they're pretty tame in terms of like they're not they're not crazy. They don't get that crazy. Well, if you've got uh
0: if you've got Phoenix Foxes, I've got Tigers. Like I've dev- <laughs> they're just like, I got a joke for you. Oh yeah, no. Oh, I, had, I had a group of white supremacists that were following me around. for Jesus like- Christ. Yeah. Well, you connect with audience members. It's a ticket sale. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll take their money
1: and use it for good. (laughs) They were. It was.
0: It was so weird. I know they were white supremacists. I just thought they had a lot of tattoos. But they were (laughs) coming to my shows, and then I mean, they're they're all recovering. They're all recovering. I'm going to tell you more about this story later. I cannot tell you here that you're going to fucking love. But yeah. And so they uh, they. Oh 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 oh. You ready for this? Just and by the way, and I I'd rather do this in a podcast than like I don't want to know about me. I want to tell you my favorite things about you. I'm sitting in a hotel room. I'm listening to your podcast. And I, and you have Zach Alfenex on uh-huh. hardest I've ever laughed in my entire life. Go around the room and see if you can remember the line that literally because I l- listen to podcasts when I sleep because like it helps me relax on the road. Uh, it's very early in your podcast. Like this is like right like right when you like your podcast started blowing up.
1: Yeah, Zach, I think it was like 2011, maybe that was about a, we were about a year in. Yep. Um, and you want me to guess which Tried, wh- who, who said it? It was Zach. Um. Is this breaks my heart that it, you don't, it, this
0: didn't leave a mark on you the way it left a mark on me?
1: Well, I might remember it if you tell me, but I
0: can't. Zach and his brother went to the Getty. Oh my God, Chris. I remember the story. He and his brother, I'm just gonna tell you because it's my favorite. Okay, okay. I remember you everyone in the room fucking fell apart and I sat up in bed at four in the morning and started laughing and listening to it over again. Zach and his brother took mushrooms and went to the getty. And and he said, I thought the sign said, Why shouldn't you touch the marble? (laughs) But the sign said, why you shouldn't touch the marble? <laughs> he said to, so there i am destroying the
1: world. you you can
0: see, see his so innocently just oh i fuck. was fucking his brother's like not a bad idea oh i sat up in bed i sat up fuck in fucking bed i swear to god that's the only reason that i like ever have gone out of my that moment Made me fall in love with Jonah and fall in love with Matt. like all you guys. I was like, I gotta. If I ever fucking run into them, I'm gonna say hello <laughs> and tell them how much that that little moment just fucking made me so happy. <laughs> I will think about that at times, and it'll just make me laugh.
1: Oh, that's good.
0: Yeah, and it's like it's like you know what everyone goes, uh, you know, like people go, "Oh, you're to podcasts." Yeah, I fucking listen to all podcasts. I love podcasts. This art form. So you don't like you don't get this. You don't. Here's what you don't get. I think that that I think these offer is like, I've I've known you, I've known you, I've known you, but not like, like hang out for probably, probably like 10 years, 13 years. I mean, I met you maybe like
1: 13, 14 years. Yeah.
0: I met you through Cronin. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And in a weird way, it's like, you know, unless you're in that, that small group of the people, you don't really like, and it's weird. It's hard in comedy to get into the small group of the friends that are friends and then yeah. it's like you gotta get high with one guy one time and then he introduces you to another guy and then you guys talk but it's like I would never get to talk to you like this like
1: no no it's it, it's it, a lot of times it's a good reason to just hang out with someone because we get so busy that it's very difficult to schedule leisure time to go hang out with people but yeah, you know if it's a work reason you'll do it but then it turns out like oh well this actually turned out to be a much better hangout than we would have had if we because the you are in a social situation you're not necessarily forced to drive a conversation you can kind of just sit there and be like eh. and you then, know but when people oh, are listening it's like oh you got to fucking point you got to talk and you have to you have to you know you have to dig and and then you get to know people and then and then you really do i mean i think for me the the reason that the podcast is fun and works well is because i learn things from people and i'm curious about things and so as long as you're curious you can drive a, you can have a conversation cuz you just are getting to know someone yeah it's like uh,
0: i'll use an example of a friend a guy i really enjoy and respect like jim norton i've known jim norton for 15 years mm-hmm. uh i don't ever speak speak to him unless we're doing radio together <laughs> like i mean i've been i've been in a room with jim and he'll, and he's very comfortable in and silence and he's so
1: fucking smart and so fucking smart yeah and but he just he'll just sit like, you know, is like, that's how most comics are. But if I saw Jim at a bar, I wouldn't think I should just go up and start talking to him. But you should. But I. But you should. Yes, and he was great. He's so smart. He was in town, I think, for like a day. But I. It was the time that he had. I didn't. I. We were. It was slammed, and so I couldn't. He was just in town recently. Yeah. Um. But uh. But he's he's really great. He's really really great. Yeah. And and it, it catches you up with your friends, and it also connects you to people that you don't know that you want to know better. Well, it introduces you to people. Like I, like I'll, I'll use Jonah's example. Um. And I'll use him because
0: he's not here. Yeah. But like uh. Like, I heard him on the th- podcast, and I was like...
1: And then I I think you guys did a show with KP. Yeah, yeah, we did, did Web Soup. Yeah, KP Anderson. Was no, no, the... no,
0: didn't you do... Wait, didn't... Who did you do the Nerdist TV show with? Oh, um, yeah, technically that was KP, too. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so KP was like, have you listened to the show? Like, And I was like, oh, yeah, and we got into a conversation about the show. And, and I was like... And then at the same time, I listened to Maren, and Marin was like going off about how Jonah did this bit about... His Breakup and was really honest. I don't know he said. It wasn't funny, but it was the fact that you talked about it. So then I was like, Well, I gotta know more about this guy. So then I go to a podcast, I find him on, I wanna say Marin's. And then he, I'm like, and he's like, He grew up in Hawaii. I'm like, Oh my god, this guy got really fucking fascinated. Yeah, and then all yeah. of a sudden, you're like, I gotta fucking learn about more about this guy. Like, that's the beauty of podcasts. It's like Joey Diaz, is one of my best friends. I first heard Joey on a podcast. And then next thing you know, I did a podcast with him, and it was like. And then you become friends, and then we get coffee every fucking morning together, and and then it's like it it is the cool thing. We're all in the same business, but it kind of makes it a smaller business. Well,
1: yeah, and what's nice is that there's a little something about it for everyone. If you're doing it, you know, you get something out of it. If you if you enjoy listening to it, then it's you know like there's something that you can get from it. There, it's just a nice. Because I, I think the spirit of it is good. The spirit of it's honest, and the spirit of it is, um, you know, it's about connection and community, and it's just, uh, it, all the things that that really make it work are, I think, are very positive things. Yeah, that people that we as human beings need to connect and to learn and to understand and to humanize you know so it's there i think there are a lot of things about it that that are like core needs that we have as as the animals that we are yeah where are you from tampa you're from tampa yeah oh man i'm performing in tampa august 8th when where at uh i don't know it's for the oddball festival okay so it's you i do impress uh maybe i'll set you up know, my
0: buddy cowhead you really like him or Mike might is his name but He's got a big radio show down there. That's
1: great, but you—I think you and him would get. He's—he's like like you. He's like—he's like you. Well, there's bigger comics than me on there, so I'm sure they would. He would probably want like Louis or Sarah. Mm. So if if they're doing press, I mean, I'll I would do it, but yeah. I just I I'll think up with them when you look at when when you look at who else is on the tour, I think you'd be like hey, you'd probably want them first, which mm. but whatever. I do I, I mean, not to like I do it in
0: a heartbeat, but I don't understand how that tour works. It seems like a lot of comics.
1: It's you know it's like six or seven comics a show, and then you know I would imagine you know Louis probably headlining. But know? like, was everyone doing like three? No, everyone's everyone's. I think everyone's doing varying times. Yeah, you know to sort of make it a. I mean it's a it's a bit it's a you know it's a big ticket show so I I, I make sure that people get their money's worth by yeah. seeing you know but I would imagine that it ultimately just kind of works like a like a night at the improv yeah basically
0: yeah. That'd be cool. It'd be interesting to see that in Tampa. Tampa's a Florida's a weird place.
1: It is. Well, my dad lived in my and my brother actually. When my dad passed away, my brother moved to my dad's house in Bradenton, which is just outside of Tampa. Seriously? Yeah.
0: Oh God, I've been to Bradenton a lot. I, I was Just in
1: Bradenton the other day. You know, it's funny. My dad, uh, when he when he moved there, he was like, "I'm the fucking youngest person here." And he was like, at that time, he <laughs> was like 68 years old or some 67. Do you still bowl? Um, a little bit because we're because we do a bowling show now. Um, uh, with. Do you do it with High Noon Entertainment? Yes, we do.
0: That's who my company is.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah, they, they do Triplet, my show on Travel Channel. That's that's they're great. Yeah, they're, they're really great, great yeah. guys, based out of Denver, like really, which is a city that I love. They're they're really great. Yeah, they when we ported the show from the web over to TV, we partnered with them because the Nerdist production entity was not really robust enough to handle it, and they have a shit ton of experience and they just know what they're doing. And it's so
0: a, the difference is, I, I believe this is like you know I, you always want to take a product out. Like, uh, and sell it to a network and I've done it a couple of times, usually with Cronin in my back pocket mm-hmm. and, uh, and, or if he wasn't in my back pocket, he was and I didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, congratulations, we'd love to do it. Can we get you in the room with Mark Cronin? I was like, done. <laughs> yeah. So, um... So, but you know he has like a dinosaur
1: in his living room now? What did he buy? A dinosaur. Like a skeleton? A like dinosaur a skeleton. skeleton?
0: Di- that's how much money he has. He has a fucking dinosaur in his
1: living well, room. Well, he, so, I mean, Mindless Entertainment, or 51 Minds. Yeah. It's 51 Minds, right? Yeah. 51 Minds sold for a lot of money. <laughs> Fuck. So he, you know, uh, and he's a good guy. Cronin's a great guy. You've known him since you were singled a kid. out. He was a writer on he was a head writer on Singled Out first season. Yeah, first season. Yeah, I think he was first season head writer. And, and no, he was a writer and then he became head writer and became a producer and then yeah. and then he created all of that reality television on you know like Surreal Life and all these shows and then and then just started cranking out all this programming and then had this really serious production company and then another company came in and like bought a stake in it for a fuck ton of money and they just it just happened at high noon they just did sold a big chunk of their company for like
0: fucking hundreds of millions yeah that's it but but here's what i'm saying you always want to go and sell a show by yourself independently and go this is my show i want to do it like I, i'm sure you pitched midnight at midnight and then i don't know i don't know how you don't have to tell me how that would happen but like but uh but like say you go in and pitch a show and they go we love it but then they go I can't do it with you. I need to do it with one of the producers that we really know really well, so yeah. we can keep the budget low as fuck. Right? Because you know for a fact if you give me, I'm like, I know where I want my offices to be. Right. Like, <laughs> I want to be, you know, where I want my. If I ever get, if I ever get like shit, fuck, money, I'm gonna get my offices right above that bar that's an outdoor patio. Uh, that's called like the pig in the not the pig in the. Wh- Pig is it the pig whistle? Oh, on on Hollywood, on Hollywood, the cat and the fiddle, where it's outdoors and they have offices above it. I was like, that's where my production office is, oh, Just because I want to go drink at noon, you know.
1: You just have to, put yeah. a, uh, you just have to put a fireman's yeah. pole down oh, yeah. to the where the dartboards are oh,
0: next to the pinball machine. I'm <laughs> fucking. This is why I'll never produce a TV show. I was like, I was like guys, casual Wednesday. The uh, but I, but I like, I
1: like the fact that you wouldn't produce a TV show because you'd spend too much on the offices. Not that you'd be drinking at noon. <laughs> Be like,
0: what are we? I just I just went through that like with our production now because I'm an executive producer on my show and they're like and I was like wait tell me about this like I was, there was a position they're filling and I was like I need more information and then I'm like what am I gonna do with this
1: information Oh my god I knew you know when I was doing Shipmates in 2001 <laughs> it was the, it was it was the depths of my drinking but largely because you know I was it was it was 911 and I was isolated in New York and scared and so it just got. Like, I just I clung to drinking like it was a fucking. I,
0: I made a reference to Katie yesterday. Or, no, 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 to Kevin and Steve yesterday is that I remember watching you in Shipmates chew the inside of your cheek as you delivered lines. <laughs> like,
1: uh-huh. like, you're like, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: well, was, it was a good show. I, and I my friend was on to, it.
1: I was probably just trying to suck some beer out of my, uh, <laughs> like, like, a, like a bar sponge. <laughs> <laughs> that is a
0: really great analogy. Like, literally, like, playing with your teeth just to oh, get the alcohol from last there. night. Uh, there's a little bit in there. Oh, someone bite my tongue so it bleeds the alcohol. Oh, just cut me. <laughs> cut me, Mick. The, the uh, analogy I've been using is, uh, I was like, either I got so blackout drunk last night that I looked and found roasted beets at 4 a.m.,
1: or I'm shitting blood. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I knew I knew it was a, I knew it was a problem because I, I was... Uh, I they put me up at the W Hotel in Midtown. Oh, that's such a fucking combustible situation for a drinker. <laughs> it was, and so I was I was drinking every night, basically a lot. I didn't know I didn't really know that many people in New York really? um, at the time. I knew, you know, Dave Cross was there, and he was really sweet and kind of. Took care of me for a while because you know I didn't know anyone, and then, but you know you can't hang out with the same people every night because they have their own lives. Oh, I could, and so, <laughs> and so I was basically just drinking every night. I was drinking a lot in the bar in the hotel, but not even just at that bar. I was like I would start there and I would finish there. Oh, but there's nothing if you don't know the joy of
0: being. And this is, by the way. It's like a fun time when you're young. Is the joy of being uh, on air talent where you're getting paid good money and you have a day off and you get your shit done by, eh, let's say two, and you're like, well, let's do uh, let's do an early dinner. I will get a glass of wine and then cut to four in
1: the morning. You're like, I've been drinking for fucking twelve hours straight. Well, okay, so then you just remind me of another story. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny about it's funny it's funny the the polarity of the like our points of view on this topic. But so the the shipmates production office. <laughs> Called called me and there and this poor girl, you know because they, because your talent they treat you like you're a like you're a fragile duckling yeah so because they're very they don't want to break you and they don't want to get in trouble because you you know and so there, she was like um, so we just um, so you you have a you have a bar bill from the hotel oh. and, and it was for like a month and it was thousands of dollars thousands <laughs> Shut of up. dollars. And of course, at the time, I was getting paid. Well. I was like, "Oh yeah, sure, 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 sure." I'll, you know. But yeah. it was, it was really, it was I was actually, I was genuinely embarrassed. I was like, thousands or like thousands.
0: Oh yeah, so the, that's so the, where I've
1: been getting my bottled waters. <laughs> so the other story, the other story is that that same year, I think earlier, maybe a little earlier in the year, I booked a pilot. I booked a pilot for CBS, I think, and it was the, it was two of the producers of Friends, and a guy who I think wrote on friends who wrote this show and the cast was amazing. And it was like, it was Dan Hedaya and Kathy Moriarty and Leslie Ann Warren and this, and, and this guy named Alan Tudyk that uh, our, I think our audience knows, but I don't know if you know him. Um, mm-hmm. He he was in Firefly. He's been in a bunch of great stuff. He's uh, so he was in it and we played brothers and you know, and so we were of course convinced the show was going to get picked up and it didn't. But, but anyway, Um, I really needed the money and I got this pilot and it was a big deal to me and we're supposed to start Monday morning and Sunday I have a day off and I get my script and I feel really special and official because I get my script for my sitcom that's going to change my life and everything's going to be amazing and, uh, and so I go, you know what? I lived in Westwood at the time And I go I'm just gonna take a cab To Santa Monica And just go sit in a bar By the beach And oh, go over my script God It's like damn it It's like one you know, or I'm two I'm getting
0: douche chills Knowing the tragedy <laughs> That's about to happen I feel like I'm in the movie Like don't go in that room
1: Oh man So I go in I start drinking I'm going over the script And then somehow It's Two o'clock in the morning And I'm oh. making out With some girl At O'Brien's On oh. Main Street I don't know where the script is. Uh, the sc- <laughs> I don't know where. Cut to a homeless guy. Four homeless guys. You, pay, you play Derek. <laughs> I got to go, book this. Come on. This is how we'll make spare change. Hey,
0: guys. We got a sitcom script. We're going to act out.
1: And then people are just giving it notes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, so I go to bed. I end up – I get in a cab with this girl. and We're just making out in the cab. I don't know who she is. We didn't trade numbers. We, it was nothing. Um, and so I get, I get into the apartment I, I pass out at like four o'clock in the morning. I'm supposed to be at a table read at nine, maybe. Oh. So te, 10, o'clock. My phone rings. Uh Oh my
0: God. I'm getting fucking uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 945, I o'clock. My phone rings. It's the first AD. Hey, um. So, you know, we had a table read at 9, right? I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I was up late last night studying my lines. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, making excuses, making excuses. So I fucking hop. Oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. I have in the car. I read no time to shower. What I didn't realize is that I must have smelled like a bar mat. So I show up. I see, all, I see all the producers, all these people, the director, all these, all these actors, Kathy Moriarty, Leslie Ann Warren, Dan Adea, Alan Tudyk, everyone just kind of pacing around drinking coffee because of me. And they basically, for the rest of the production, they had signed someone to call me every morning at 9 a.m. to make oh sure God. that I was going to be God. there on time. It was... I mean, at the time, I sort of shook it off as like. I mean, I felt bad. But I was like, ah, "I'm an artist, man. <laughs> whatever. I'm on a sitcom." Um, but uh, I never worked for those people again. And I, it, there's no way that that didn't hurt me in some way. Uh, but what a fucking stupid! I mean, like that's, that's so funny. And I still just continued to. I still continue to drink every night, just not till four. Oh, I'm the. See, I'm the. Workwise,
0: work-wise, I am polar opposite in the, in the sense that I, I have all that – all that behavior is the exact same except all my shows are done on the road. So, like, we always go on the road. So I turn every – what could be depression for just about anybody is traveling on the road for eight weeks straight or 13 weeks straight. Um, yeah, I turn wild. every night into a party, into a family, and we all drink together, and we all have a good time together. What about your actual family? What do they – Hey, man, this comes with this fucking territory. Do, do, they, my, do they
1: come <laughs> with you? No.
0: Well, you don't, they have, I mean, they have school, they have, I mean, there's like real life obligations that they have, softball and yeah. stuff, and they have lives that are here, and, and that's how dad pays the bills, so I'm on the road, and that's part of the gig, and you, and they get it, and I get it, and, and it's like, my kids are, my kids are fucking weathered, like, when it comes to emotions, it's like, it sucks that I'm not there, but look, when the apocalypse shows up, they're gonna be the first ones that are ready to fucking rough and tumble it out oh, in this city, no. but like, what it's like, what am I, what am I gonna do, do I get, I mean, honestly, do I get a Job? Do I get a job as a writer? Nah, that's not gonna happen. Do I get a job at Home Depot? That's my real. That's like tangible. No, I, I, this is what I do for a living. But comedy is what you know. Comedy is what I know, and and I can host fairly adequately. But
1: you're okay with that? I feel like that's a bummer. You don't get to see your kids for eight weeks at a
0: time. No, no, no. I'm not okay with it. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> no, I'm not okay with it. But I can't. I'm not gonna sit and moan. Like sure. if you said, if I said to, if I said to any one of these listeners who has two kids, I'm sure you have them. Uh, They're 7 and 10. One's turning 8 this weekend. Mm -hmm. You accommodate your schedule. If I said to you, I will accommodate your schedule that you're there for every birthday, every Christmas, every holiday. And you get two weeks with them solid in the summer where you're in Alabama and in Florida. And you get to fly them to Hawaii once a year for their spring break. Mm -hmm. You make awesome money. And you, as a man... Travel the world for free and do the coolest activities you could ever imagine. You're going hella skiing at the top of the Alps. You are sw- snorkeling and f- scuba diving in Fiji, surfing up in Santa Barbara for free for four years of your life, and you're you you don't have to worry about bills. Your house is paid for. You get nice cars. You get everything's covered, and you have an awesome wife that is stable as shit. Would you take that? I guarantee you, there's a lot of guys sitting in the cubicle going. Fuck yes, <laughs> fuck my kids. They'll get to know me later. Like, <laughs> oh, but like, it's like, what am I gonna say? Like that, that's. I mean, that's my situation. A good sales pitch, you know. And it's like, would would I like? And then let's flip it the other way. Uh, let's say you break your tongue, and they're like, "We need to... St- oh, was just saying it. Okay, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll you blow your pro- tongue. tongue yeah. you blow your tongue, making out. Just, and you're like, uh, uh, right? Uh, right. They're like, we need to stand in for Hardwick for one year now. For midnight, can you do it? And I'm like, I'm the wrong guy. <laughs> I can already tell you I'm the wrong guy (laughs) it's like five guys but they're like Bert can you do it here's the deal and you know this I would work probably just as hard on set every day from the crack of dawn until the end of the day while my kids are and see my kids maybe even less Cause then I do I do stand up on the road at week, but I'm sure your hours here are fucking brutal.
1: Yeah, they're. I mean, they can. They're actually not terrible, but I understand what you're saying. Our Occupations that, are passion driven, right? So it's like, our, it's like I think that's the reason why I I, I was never I, I recognize something about myself, you know, particularly when I started trying to build everything, which is that right now I'm too selfish about the thing that I'm making to have kids because I know that I won't focus much so on them. fucking wise, man. And, you have and no so, idea. And it just felt like, well, that's not going to be fair. And then I don't want them to resent me. And I don't want to, you know, so it just, so it was. It, well, I think it was one of the reasons why I was always like, hey, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I'm just kind of focused on this. And then when I get to a place where I feel like, hey, I'm good, then, then maybe I'll be able to, to, to do that. It's the most noble thing in the world.
0: And I, and I'm, I, can't, say that, I can't say that I'm ign- ignoble. I,
1: ig, ig, what's the word? Not noble. Ignoble. Um, I think it's unnoble. noble. It, it's it im-noble. What's im-noble? im noble. What's im noble? Im noble. It's not. It's nega noble. Nega noble. I'm um, yeah. nega noble. It's not. It's I'm not bull. I'm, I'm noble. Not <laughs> No noble. No. It's a long o. No. It's like <laughs> a liquid o. <oak>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm noble. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, and but. But it's like look. I don't know. I, at the time, I was home a lot when I started having kids. I
1: didn't, I didn't think I'd be working as much. I you mean, were ejaculating into your wife, yeah. which we know about,
0: yeah. <laughs> but like, so, so, I, it's. I think it's a fair trade off. I look at like Jen Kirkman as someone who I kind of, I kind of look at in like, uh, in like an enviable light because I thought she. Everyone goes, oh, you're a woman. You're clock ticking. You don't run with kids. She went, no, I don't. And this is what I want in my life. It's my life. There are so many fucking people. Go on Facebook who just had kids because that was what the sheep were doing at that time. And then they had their kids. And I could say I'm guilty of that. I mean, friends were getting pregnant. And, and my wife and I were like, well, Chris and Alyssa are getting pregnant. I want to get pregnant. And, and James and Marta had a kid. God, wouldn't it be cool if all our kids grew up together? Not thinking. Hey, we're probably not going to see them ever again because that's how life works: is you meet, make all these friends for three years, then y'all split and go to different grade schools, then y'all split and go to different high schools, and then y'all split and you know, ever, and, and everyone one lives in Hermosa Beach and one lives in the Valley, and you're like, well, we'll never fucking see. They you. didn't
1: honor the pact. Yeah, they didn't honor the pregnancy. There's pact. There's no pact in a family.
0: My <laughs> pact is my two kids and my wife. That's fucking it. Yeah, that is it. Like when it comes down to it, it's like if you want to go out and party, I'm like, nah, not, if, not if I'm home. I'm with my kids. Okay, well so, that's good. It's, I'm fair. I'm fairly well rounded, I would say. But of course, I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm how, say, go ahead.
1: So, you, do, you, do you tour? How many weeks out of the year?
0: You Fucking, know? I would say I do. It, I do trip flip for six months, and I tour for six months, and I'm and I'm on the road. I like I said, those weeks I just set off are my weeks off. Birthdays, holidays, uh, two weeks in the summer, and then like spring break, I'll take them somewhere. I try to stay in town for like. For like, like important things like first day of school and like, you know, stuff like that, but it just it doesn't always work. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoons. Little, that guy died on a plane crash. You don't think that sits in my head when oh, I'm on a plane? No. Fuck yeah, Harry you Chapin. You know, you don't he don't was like... coming home to see his kids. <laughs> fucking. What? You got it, bitch. That's how it happens. See,
1: you don't have kids. You don't <laughs> die in a plane crash. It's easy <laughs> math.
0: Dude, I remember looking at a sonogram picture at fucking 34,000 feet of Georgia going, hey, I'm Harry Chapin. I'm fucking <laughs> going down, have... man. You're not Harry Chapin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking Harry Chapin. Chapin
1: man. You're not, you're not Harry Chapin. You're fine. <laughs> Are you uh <laughs> Are, do you not like flying? I hate flying. Really?
0: I, I hate flying. I've gotten a lot better with it. I was just telling I, th- I forgot. I was telling maybe maybe Katie but um I just started flying sober, which is a bit, very big deal for a guy who flies. Two I fly about 200,000 miles domestic on American. So that's a, like that's just American. Mm-hmm. That's not counting like Air New Zealand and and Air Fiji like so like, it's been that's my biggest thing with my health. It's just my health. That's all I fucking care about is my blood pressure, my cholesterol, my liver. That's it. Um, and uh, and I just started not drinking to fly, which is a huge step because I didn't realize how much celebration was tied into the fear. You know, like I didn't.
1: Yeah, I I I, I was uh, when I was still drinking. I never thought I'd be able to fly without drinking, because you know. It's a, there's a bit of a control issue when you're up in a, in a thing that, you know, you're just a, basically a passenger on yeah. far above the surface of the earth. But, but, you know, then at a certain point, I kind of had to make this deal with myself. I'm like, do you want to be a comic? Do you want this profession? Yep, that's what I, yep, that's yes, what I said. Yes, I do. Well, then you fucking better figure it out. And, you know, like I force myself to get more comfortable with it. And every single time, I got incrementally more comfortable with it, and then after like you know a while, like oh, it's fine. Oh, I forgot I didn't drink yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It used to be like I had to drink on the ride to the airport, and then I had to drink a tumbler. Yeah, a Travis tumbler, and then I drink at the airport, and then I drink on the plane, and maybe when I landed, I'd celebrate that I was alive and have a cocktail
1: there. Man, I drank. um, I I know I've told part of the story before, but. When I was in New York, and I went to get on a, pl- I was flying back to LA from New York on September 11th, 2001, and I remember. Wait, hold on, hold on, I haven't heard this story. You're, you're, you flew on September 11th. I was supposed to. I got on the plane, and then, um, and and then the freaky thing afterwards is like they were going to attack the flight to Los Angeles. Like I, you start hearing all these rumors, and you're like, I was on that thing but they got us off because the um the uh the attacks happened and but we were at the gate and so yeah it was a it was um I, there there's just no word to describe the pilot coming out and crying and being like uh, those two planes struck the World Trade Centers and we're like what? Like no one even had a concept of what that was because people just didn't think terrorism the, at that. The, the story those is days. only
0: cheerful if, if you were like, but I was on Tower Air so it they weren't going to go on that it one. Wasn't, wasn't. Tower Air, remember Tower Air? I remember Tower Air, yeah, yeah, of course. Dick. No, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> like no one's terrorist, is going to go on Tower Air. It's you'd so have to live in America a long time to figure out Tower Air. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if anyone that died in 9-11. No. So,
1: they, uh, so but what i remember i remember checking in and then walking to the first class lounge and it was a beautiful day and i remember you know the bar opened at, it i it, i was supposed to be on the plane at i don't know like we i mean it was like what we got on the plane at like 8:30 or something yeah. but I, you know i got a drink at whatever time they you could they could serve a drink 7 or 8 or whatever it was and i i i down like two beers really fast and so even even just in in i so I was kind of – I was a little buzzed and bleary when I found out about nine eleven because it was happening just like right over there. It was such a strange – uh, I can't fathom. And even getting to uh, – I mean it felt very apocalyptic in the sense that everyone was just like rushing out of the airport and trying to find their luggage, which they were just like spitting out into the terminal and it's like airport's closed. You're just, gra- we just – I just grabbed the first shuttle I could find. I mean thank God I was alone because – it like there was just no room like i just squeezed in and ended up at this at this motel in queens and uh and there's oh, what just, a fucking horrible place to be it was, it was well there was the only place to go like i didn't and uh and there weren't any vacancies but i was in this like diner that was attached to the motel which normally would probably be dead but it was packed with people who were just watching like the, the watching the one in washington and then watching the other it was just like watching all of it unfold and And uh, you know, I'm just like shaking and drinking, and like, what's what is the world and what is reality and what's happening, and you know. But I mean, it it was unfortunately, I'm sort of disappointed that I was drinking through the whole thing because you know, it was I don't know. I don't think it was any better if you were sober. Well, I don't. I mean, it wouldn't have been better, period. But but at least you know. It just, I, I, I don't know, I guess I kind of felt, I feel guilty in retrospect for being like drunk when I found out about 9-11 on the plane. I don't know. Yeah. But it was a really, but, I mean, the funny part about it, uh, well, not the funny part, but the interesting part about it is that... <laughs> Wait where, for it. Where we were, <laughs> hang on, um, where it was that, um, uh, that uh, like, bars just stayed open. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, the next day, the no, September community. 12th, Bars open like people fucking drinking, um, and that and that's when it got real. This was after the sitcom story, so that was already bad. But yeah. then this happened, and it was like, oh, I I was like, it was like dis, I was unhinging my jaw to get the alcohol in fast enough. I uh, there
0: is something. Uh, this is gonna sound fucking shitty, but like you said, there's no bright light in it. But there's something very. Um, Communal in tragedy, and there's it's like the it's the same reason that we like like a hurricane, like uh, when Hurricane Katrina came through and everyone was together and everyone like touches each other. Did you, did you hear about that? It's horrible. It's like everyone starts talking to each other. I used to think and this is probably a joke. I probably tried to write but never told. But um, they should unleash a tiger like once a year just to get people just to together. get people to start loving each sure. other because people will be like, hey, no one will be like, hey, fuck you, asshole. Like, have you seen the tiger? You know, like, and that's kind of the weird thing is that. Well, I you're, wish you're, I wish I had been. And, and, and this sounds weird. I was sober on September 11th, and uh, and like all, all the whole day, September 11th, we just didn't drink, and I don't know why. And I was a big drinker, but my buddy Croy, and my buddy Grimes, came over, and we made Italian food, and we just sat by the TV and watched. It was almost like you didn't want to drink to like numb yourself to it, I guess, a little bit. But but I'll tell you what, wasn't
1: any better sober. He just uh, basically described the plot of The Watchmen, which is basically like this <laughs> yeah. tragedy that. Ultimately, they they sacrifice. I didn't get that fucking movie at all. All I could all I read the graphic novel. Yeah, I read the
0: graphic novel. (laughs) 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 Do you realize how many people told me, "Oh, you like uh, you like undead fucking undead thing"? The the you know the Dead, the Walking Dead. You should read the graphic novel. You should. Yeah, I'm. 41. Do you know? I am not reading graphic novels now. I'm 42, I read them. No, we're very different men. Okay. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bought my, da- my daughter, uh, I'm obsessed with the fucking meltdown now. Yeah. Like I love doing shows over there because my daughters are really into comic books. And it's the best gift you can give a child is the gift of read literature. And any reading at all, just read. Just get in your fucking room and read. So I bought them the brand new Monster Highs that like girls like just came out. Brought in my daughter. She read it Last night, read it like in one sitting, and I was like, "God, I'm so fucking proud of her." (laughs) But I can't, I can't, I can't do graphic novels. I have a hard time reading. I'm dyslexic. I think is what I think the problem is. For serious, yeah, Yeah, I I, I wrote a book. I should have talked about the book during this, but I wrote a book (laughs) called Life of the Party that uh, just came out, and uh, we we did the audio book. You know, and, and you're supposed to read your own book. Yeah. And it's a five hour audiobook. It took me 16 hours to read it.
1: It takes a long time. Well, it's, yeah, it's but like, it's like a bunch the
0: first cards. page, the guy's like, Do you need glasses? And I was like, No. And he's like, Are you dyslexic? Uh, and my youngest daughter's dyslexic. And it's, it, it's, a, it's hereditary. Oh, so okay. they're like, It must be you. My wife's like, I've been reading my whole life, and I'm not a big reader. I have a hard time reading. So I've always had a hard time reading.
1: I <laughs> Your wife's like, well, I totally read.
0: <laughs> yeah. so. She's like, I'm reading I mean, Sense and Sensibility of, again.
1: Of the two gene sets. Like, like
0: When they, people say they read a book twice, I'm like, what the fuck? Are you shitting me? <laughs> like You read it again? <laughs> Does it get better? Is there a part you missed? My buddy's like, I read, uh, I read The Fountainhead like three times. I was like, I, I, I cannot get past the part where her- Howard Rourke is fucking her. That's it. That's as far as I've ever been able to get. I get there and I'm like, and I get it's like 270 pages in and I'm like, I still have 300 pages to go. Do you, Does your brain
1: wander while you're reading?
0: Does my brain wander? I tried reading Memoirs of a Geisha. You ever see you read that book? I, I did not read. My First book. sentence, I was born on the windy cliffs of Okinawa and this voice in my head's like, I wonder if she knows Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I am off. And then the whole time I'm like, this is World War II. This is when... This is when Mr. Miyagi's story starts. First of all, of course she knew him. Yeah. Of Secondly, course, you know? <laughs> and then, and then I have the problem. This is now I feel like I'm doing a bit, but like I have the problem where I visualize characters. So like when I read uh, The Firm, I visualized Tom Cruise. You
1: it it may be it could, it could be ADHD. It could be it Could be. It could be ADHD. You yeah. might have which is from what I understand not so much that you that you have an attention deficit in as much as that you have difficulty controlling what you focus on.
0: I have my brain is unhit. Like my brain will say things and then I'll go, where did that come from? Right. Like, but yeah. So and then the problem I had with Which, Memoirs of a Geisha is that I kept going, oh, she's Margaret Cho. Like the whole fucking movie, I was like, Lucy Lou, Margaret Cho is Pumpkin. If you didn't read Memoirs of a Geisha, if you read Memoirs of Geisha and didn't think that Pumpkin was Margaret Cho, then you don't have a fucking imagination. And... You when they came out with a different pumpkin, I was like, "How the fuck is that not Margaret Cho? Who the fuck's Margaret Cho's agent that saying, she didn't get pumpkin?" Look,
1: I'm just saying if if you had an inability to control your brain's focus, yes, drinking might slow it down, help you a little bit. It's like putting a fucking saddle on a horse. I mean, and maybe that's part. Maybe that's part of it. I, I don't know. I'm not maybe. saying it's not my place to say. You don't. You know. But yeah. you know, it could be. It could be one of those things. But I mean it's it is it's uh, the beauty of a, the beautiful
0: disaster that is the comic I believe. <laughs> I believe in the beautiful disaster. I don't think disaster. we have
1: to be disasters. I think we You just, don't have to be. I but think
0: people don't people don't bring you into a room to to like people don't bring you in a room to go. I want to hear about the time that you did they want to bring did. You, they did they, they used b- to. They bring you in a room now cuz they're like Chris We've got a problem. It took. <laughs> We've got thirty million dollars, and, and 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 we need to know what people think about art and entertainment. And then you go, well, here's what I think, and they're like, let's fucking do it. Well,
1: I don't. I mean, that I wouldn't
0: quite say that, but that's a nice.
1: It's, it's a nice thought. Cl- really fucking close to Chris. It's close-ish, but um, it, it but but the idea that, uh, but the idea that there was that period in my life where. It was that, and it took a long. It just takes a long time. It just took a long time to change that. It was not. It didn't happen right away. It, t- it took. It took a little while. Okay, I'll say. Eh, it's
0: impossible, I guess. Eh, okay, that makes sense. What? I'll buy it. I mean, but I just don't think. I think I, like like I get brought into the room. I get brought into the room, and the first thing someone goes, "I heard you robbed a train in Russia," and I was like, "Yeah," and they're like, "I want to hear the story." I'm like, all right. So I'll tell them the story, and then, but people don't bring me in the rooms so Like, per- production wise, do you think we be shooting with the C300 or the <laughs> C900? Like, or people don't like look, look at me and go like, like that. But that's also that I'm like, I'm more, uh, and I, 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 I'm more like, uh, ah, fuck. I always, god damn it, I'm gonna. Tr- I'm more like I think I'm more a performer than I am a writer. Sometimes on stage, okay. Like, I, I think that. I write and I tell great stories and I and I and I I'm I'm not attached to my ego entirely so I just do whatever the fuck I do on stage and I hope people dig it and if they don't get it and if and if and if and if it's not the best writing you've ever heard then I go well fuck it I'm still writing I'm still working yeah but but performing came very easily to me like getting on stage talking on into a microphone was like I was like I think I found out what I'm supposed to do right but I was like I don't have any jokes but I think I figured it out. And I did it for like two years and got development deal after development deal with no fucking jokes. <laughs> uh, no jokes. I mean, when I moved out to LA the first time and I was like, I grabbed the mic, I was like, Where are the Puerto Ricans? I was like, I have nothing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so I think the road has helped me write and it's allowed me the opportunity to write quickly on stage. I think I'm better with crowd work and improv and but you know, but I like it's like I have ideas I just don't follow through on them and that may be the alcohol. I'll tell you an idea later and then you'll and then and and I'll I'll tell you an idea I have later after when this is over i'm not okay. going to say it in this and then you and then you go hmm i would keep working on that or i wouldn't okay cuz you i think you have an insight for what
1: i don't know i mean i i don't know if i do or not
0: what was okay where do you see yourself in 5 years
1: what do i see myself in 5 years um well i don't know i mean you know i i guess it's now that this this little ecosystem has been set up uh i mean i hope that it it continues to expand i mean in in terms of you're talking about nerdist i'm talking about nerdist i'm talking about at midnight i'm talking about stand-up i'm talking i mean like you know at this point i've set up all the major things and i would like to see those continue to grow but i think as an entity i'm hoping that we'll be producing more television um scripted scripted television unscripted television um you know hosty hosty stuff uh, more digital content, tying digital content back to traditional media content. I mean, as as the platform. by the way, by the way, migrate. you lost.
0: I want you lost me with tying traditional to. I was like, I don't oh, okay. even. I literally
1: <laughs> tapped out,
0: and I don't know what that is in my brain, but I started going, "Oh, the adults are ordering. I'm going to look on the dessert menu." As
1: I was talking, you're just picturing Mr. Miyagi in your brain, just doing <laughs> as like. As soon hand- as
0: you said tying traditional media to whatever, I was like, I was like, I don't even know what the fuck that is.
1: <laughs> I guess ultimately, it's just to. You know, rather than running around and starting a whole new thing to develop, it's like, okay, so now I have, I have this garden and I, I need to continue to make sure that it's, it grows and that it's healthy and that it's, it's, it grows very naturally and not, not run around and try to, you know, do 50 other things. I mean, I want, I, want the st- I want my stand-up to get better. I want my stand-up to, you know, I already watched my last special and I'm like, ugh, you know. Like, I think I, they, then that means you're a good comic. If any comic that fucking watches this special goes, this is the
0: one. It's not you're that, fucking suck. It's not that I you don't deserve was, to have I, a microphone in, in your hand. I was,
1: I was doing a I was doing radio somewhere, and then they played a clip from the special, and I was like, oh, I did write that. And so I I just you know I want I want I want the stand-up to continue to get more personal and better. And and, and I want to
0: take you ready for this. This is the realization I came upon. I want to take chances, but not chances. I was saying this yesterday. Uh, not chances where I like take my dick out on stage that's not a chance i know that what the reaction is going to be i want to take chances that aren't natural to me like i take i've always taken chances i'm the guy that would like i was bombing in miami and i brought a cuban dude and a black dude up and i said i need you guys to translate my act so <laughs> i would then say it and then go i was talking to a girl and the guy's like i've been the zoo," so, and you're like oh and it would get huge laughs and it could have bombed but it didn't but that's not really a chance because you you know in my head these days i've taken all those chances i could now i want to take chances where i go i want to like working on a story, a twelve minute story is really fucking difficult, and it's hard to get in that fuck where you're, where everyone's paid to see you, and you're like, all right, let's slow down. Now I'm gonna tell a story that maybe not everyone's comfortable with. Like that's
1: where I want to, ta- I want to take chances where it's like work clean, like that. That's a real working chance. clean is a great chance to take if you're not used to it, and I, I need to do that too. But I have a very big personal goal, and it's a skill set that I think. And it's a skill set I think is very important to have as an adult. And certainly, someone, certainly people who are like you and I are, which is like we just have these, like our brains spin a million miles a minute, um, is that um, I'm single now and I have not been single in a decade. Yeah. I basically, I was in a relationship and then I quickly got into another relationship and I haven't been single in a decade. And it is the ability, and I think this is a very important skill for people to have. Not to not be communal, but the ability to be okay being alone, okay being with yourself, okay just sitting at home with 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 nothing to do, and just, I'm watching you're just getting uncomfortable, <laughs> very uncomfortable. And just, just being okay, just sitting there and going, you know what? I'm all right. I mean, I don't want to do it every single night of my life, but 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 just to say, like, I'm okay with me, I'm okay with myself, <laughs> and I don't have to. I don't have to put my, I don't have to put my self-esteem into a job or a relationship or um any external thing that I can be comfortable and happy with myself as me. I think that is probably my biggest goal t- for the next, you know, however long. And uh and it's kind of nice actually. It's kind of nice to not have to rely on you know, alcohol or, or constant distractions or the internet or anything is, is just, I've, i and, and I guess never in my life have I really been able just to sit down and go, I'm okay. You know, like I've never yeah. been able to do that and I'm starting to learn how to do that. And it's really, I don't know, it feels good. Like I kind of feel like, Oh, I think this is supposed to help people. I think this is how people are supposed to feel Yeah, like just comfortable with yourself. It's how they felt
0: in the 1800s when they were just sitting in the middle of Indiana getting ready to settle the West. And they're like, well, the big trip starts tomorrow i <laughs> look at the stars. And they're like, huh, is that a wolf? Oh, okay. I
1: don't know. Should we kill it or eat it or leave it alone? <laughs> I'm or
0: so uncomfortable with being by myself. I came home from doing the road. My kids were in Alabama, and I had to do something. I had to do uh, aisha Tyler's podcast. guy. And so I flew home to do it. I get home like Sunday. I had to do it Monday. I showed up Sunday, and the house is silent. It's really Hard to be in your house, your own house. It's a loud you, silence when you have a ch- when you have children because the house breathes. When you have children, the house breathes every moment. Like this morning, I woke up to hearing Isla. Why are your panties in your backpack, Isla? Oh my god, did someone throw up in your backpack? Uh. And I was and I'm just in my head going, that's a, that's the way you should wake up is hearing that. But when you <laughs> but when you when you uh, don't have your kids in the house, it's deafening. It's like deafening. It's it's really sad and. Oh, we, our house sitter was still there, and I was literally kind of hinting that maybe she should hang out, and we'll hang out tonight because I didn't want to be alone. And I, was like, I was like, "Well, I mean, I mean, I might hop out and then come back. I don't know, what are you going to do?" But yeah, I know that's a good, it's a good skill set to be able to have. I, I wish I could be just. I wish I could shut the fuck up sometimes. I'm the, that's my thing. I wish I could just not speak. But if you don't
1: talk, you can't. It's like like just you can't keep it in. That's when I hear voices shouting in my head. Why aren't you talking about yourself? (laughs) Are you in therapy at all?
0: No, I did therapy for a little bit, but
1: you know, I don't know. You, you know, maybe just someone to just talk to. Fucking, I can't get past the fact that he has a
0: mortgage, and as long as he has a mortgage, I'm gonna have problems. I mean,
1: yeah, I, I understand what you're saying.
0: Like, if, he, if we went in and he goes, look, here's the deal, man. I got a motorcycle. I'm just trying to pay off my motorcycle. And so in three visits, my motorcycle will be paid hey, off. But
1: I'll let you know when you're done. Let me tell you why I'm okay with that transaction. Because I don't care why they're doing it. And, I mean, it, that has nothing to do with me. All I know is that it's nice once a week to go talk to someone about whatever you want without any fear of judgment and basically reflect about yourself and air things that you wouldn't normally air to people because you would sound crazy or you would be afraid that people would be freaked out or, you know, just like basically just like all those deep human things that you okay. feel that you would normally feel like, I don't want to say that to that, but they're going to think I'm an asshole. You know, but everyone has those selfish thoughts, but it's just, it's just an hour dedicated to you and getting, and getting stuff out. And but what about the fact that that therapist is human? Well yeah, And they we're... might be a little fucked
0: up too. So like let's say is your therapist male or female? She's she's a lady. Okay, is she hot?
1: Well, I, I mean she's she's a very so a lovely no. a no. lady. But if she's, no. she's 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 in her okay. mid fifties okay. and, and so, so it's not you not <coughs> that that's not attractive. I just mean like there's no there's no like okay. sexual tension between
0: us. It's okay, it's okay. But can you not acknowledge, maybe possibly, that she's looking at you like a piece of ass a little bit. No, you hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm a regular dude right i'm a regular person when i see someone attractive that needs me i kind of go oh well, i mean I Do you know what's funny that. about what I, you're
1: I, saying I, to yeah. me all the things you're saying to me you still can't focus on yourself you're still focusing on other people
0: oh yeah i got a i had a fucking therapist one time who was a chick who was like in her mid 40s and i was like 28, 28 and i lost like i was skinny and i wasn't drinking and i was like in really good shape and halfway through i was like let's just i mean let's just flip this around If that was a 48-year-old dude and you had a 28-year-old hot chick in here, there is that – you know that dudes think that. Why can't this woman think that? And then the whole time I just got obsessed going like – it must be fun for her to hang out with me. Like I'm entertaining, I'm cute. Like and she like halfway through I'm like, I bet she looks forward to these. And I like Well and then I get all in my head about the fucking interaction.
1: No, that's not that's you,
0: I understand that in the Christian world that you're right. <laughs> but I live in like the regular one where I but go I don't really
1: care what they're I don't care what she's thinking along those lines because I'm focused on myself and trying to, you know, just get all get all this stuff out and it doesn't really you know e- even if it's just for the act of talking to someone without fear of being judged and i don't really care i mean yes it's possible that all those things may but even if, but if so who cares like it doesn't really there's but not
0: like, like all i can hear by the way is all i can hear is chris going so i'm out of a
1: relationship and i don't know what to do and her looking at him going stay single <laughs> <laughs> you should stay single well, I don't think it's. I mean, I, I think uh, I don't think it's smart to jump necessarily jump from relationship. Like you need to process. Like you, uh, you need to process
0: what you just went through. Yeah, you should. Yeah, no, no. I'm the guy that I just realized as you said that I went. Oh, that's right. My daughter had a fish that died, so how do I deal with it? I go out and buy her a brand new fish. Oh, fuck. I'm turning her into a fucking rebound chick. <laughs> I just... Like, as you said that, I went... Rebound oh, fish. The Look, I'll be honest with you. I'm extremely jealous that you have the ability to go to therapy and allow it to work for you. I don't have that brain. It's not for everybody. It's,
1: yeah, I mean, I like. I would love it. I just like it. And, and, because, and the whole idea of like... Well, as long as they have a mortgage, like, well, I, it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll go for the rest of my life because I, it's not like there's one problem I'm trying to solve. It's just, it's just nice to, it's just nice to have a conversation and where you just where there's no fear of judgment and you just kind of and as you're talking, like you're able to dig down deep and work some stuff out and go, oh, well, that's why. And you know, ultimately, try to gain a little bit more clarity on the on the whys of like why I'm do I do this and why do I feel the need to do this and yeah. and why you know. And, uh, and I like I just I just I mean it's like why I like doing the podcast I just like I like asking questions and I like digging and I like I like I like really trying to get to the root of understanding about things so that's I mean it's a, you know I'm poking around your personal life but it's not I'm just interested to, to hear about it I'm
0: so. pretty I'm an open book I'm a raw nerve like I'm very honest about everything which isn't 100% I realize is not like the best way to go through life like it's better I, I wish I could in retrospect be like Tosh and just go like and like, and I'm not shitting on Daniel at all because, he, but he told me he's like, I don't want to go up there and be like this fucking open book where you know everything about me. I'd rather you not. And I remember being like, how can you operate like that? Like some I comics
1: fucking, can. That's just a choice. That's just yeah. like some comics. You know, like some people can do that. And you know, and like I, he gets off stage and you,
0: and almost you're like, I don't know anything about him. And he's got a really fascinating fucking life that I'd love
1: to hear about. But maybe that's like Todd Glass. I was like that. I was like that before, and then I think it just started to become. I just when I looked at the comics that I really like, I feel like, oh, well, they, you know, the comics that I like now, like they talk about, you know, like they, they there's, you know, the idea of going to a comedy show is very communal. And the idea of kind of watching someone relay some deep, potentially uncomfortable, you know, like Berbiglius says, like, you know, start writing at the point where you feel uncomfortable. And you're sharing these experiences on stage. I just feel like, that's kind of interesting for me to watch because you feel like you get to know someone and it's not, you know, like you, you can watch someone be absolutely hilarious. You don't really know anything about them and then later you just kind of forget about them. You're like, oh, they had this one joke. But then, you know, if you go see someone like Louis or, you know, and you go, oh my God, like then you just you can't stop thinking about the guy because yeah. he, he basically, there's a shared human experience and it becomes, you know, the the the, just the joke teller is, a communal experience for the for the audience, but the guy who reveals himself on stage is part of the community.
0: Well, and I feel like that's really interesting. Podcasting changed that dialogue. I think podcasting so. Podcasting changed, entirely changed the dialogue from a from an audience member to a, a, a comic. And I will say, from my experience, just having done podcasts, like now someone will hear this, and then they'll... Some story that I don't remember telling or something I'll remember not saying, they'll think, oh, that's part of Bert, and that's part of his act. Right. And then they'll be like, talk about... Therapy, and I'll be like, I don't really what? have a bit about that. Yeah, like I, that was a conversation. But like Rogan, it it changed the way I interact with the t- crowd entirely. And I witnessed that happen. I witnessed that happen to me, where I went, Oh wait, I'm not like. And then I listen to myself a tell bit. And I'm like, That sounds like a character. Now I get on stage, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Okay, this is what happened. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you don't think when you start out that you don't understand that you are int- you are innately interesting enough. You think. Comedy is this other thing or this other, oh, that's a part of my brain that I go to to activate the jokes yeah. when, you know, and then a lot, and then you start realizing it when you kind of say something accidentally, you kind of drop the character and you say something accidentally and people laugh and you go, wait, I wasn't being funny. I was just me being me. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. If I'm just me, I have to be confident enough to know that to a percentage of people, they're going to connect with that. As opposed to me trying to guess what they think is funny, which you can't. Maybe you can do, or maybe you can't oh, do. Oh, but the majority of people, the majority of
0: people that are young, are doing that. They're simply guessing. I remember when I was a young comic, I'd be like, oh, "All right, I need like a dead hooker bit." Yeah. Because everyone had a dead hooker bit. It felt like, or like, uh, or like prostitute midget. Like those were your go. Yeah, I gotta have fill up the the, the, the ah the early two thousands. Yeah, and it was like, and then and then it was like, and then all of a sudden, like you everything was like a, everything turned into blowjob jokes for me. And then now I don't even know. I don't know. I'm a fucking hot mess. I'm just talking telling <laughs> long winded stories, I feel like. But it's it's I mean it's fine. It's all they're all I mean, they're they're it's like it it's like I'll go back to this for a second, but in my book, they're all ridiculous. Like I fought a bear. I fucking I uh, thought Will Smith wanted to fuck me in the ass. I robbed a train of the Russian mafia. But it's all the same like, those are the stories I'm telling, and I feel like there's no connective tissue. It's just like and scene. But you're the connective tissue. I guess.
1: Your <laughs> your your personality is basically the connective tissue but you don't see it it's just like how you can't smell your own breath you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> but but the real question is is does your
0: breath smell like when you lick your hand and smell it no no, nope, because you're, like also smelling, you're also smelling saliva in hand. Oh, you know what's crazy about having a beard? Is you play with your beard nonstop, and then your beard smells like balls by the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. Because you touch you're everything. you touch constantly touching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that made me think of
1: that. Ba- it basically just becomes like a filth towel. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, g- that's why I just go with the scruff. You can't play with the scruff.
0: A dude could get a venereal disease just if I gave him a blowjob. Just for my beard alone.
1: Well... You should be very careful and use condoms when you're doing that. Next time I will. Okay, good. Uh, and what do you want to promote quickly besides the book? My book, that's it. Fucking go to Bert, Bert, com. Okay. That's
0: everything you ever want to know about me. Go to Bert, Bert, com.
1: But it's Bert with an E, right? B-E-R-T.
0: Yeah, maybe that would have been smart. B-E-R-T. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> <Again. laughs> The, the,
1: the other one the other one's a Bert and Ernie Fetish site.
0: See, this is the difference between me and you. Like you have the insight. Like I w- I just go Burt, Burton Burt, and everyone's like,
1: well, how many? How many did he say? Oh, like I remember we, s- we
0: first sold sold Hurt Burt. I was in the room with Cronin and uh Barry Katz and Marnie Hockman and another guy, um David something. I forget his name. They ran Fox or something. And she goes, I think we could do this. Or no, it was another show he sold. She goes, I think we could do this. How much do you think we could do this for? And she was talking to the room, not me, and I go, Five thousand <laughs> dollars, and, and everyone's like, "You know what? When we take it into FX, let's not share that Don't at all. Don't say five thousand. But yeah, bertbertbert Bert, I have a book called Live at the Party. I have a podcast. I have a fucking tour dates, uh, and I'm casting for Trip Flip. So if you like my show, keep an eye out for me and a film crew.
1: Well, take care of yourself, and uh, a
0: way to end this on a high note, Chris.
1: Well, take <laughs> care of yourself. Yeah, I mean, look. Good see. luck. Godspeed. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, it's not it's not my place to say anything about you, your choices. You can do whatever you want, and i yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm there's literally no judgment. I promise you. I just mean like, you know, it's more. It's not about the drinking. It's just about the fact that you know that you're like I don't I don't want to be alone. I can't be alone. And just you know, just like just uh, yeah. take it easy on yourself. That's all. That's all. Yeah. I that's all I want to impart as someone who is as of cut of the same ilk as yeah. you and has gone through, you know, has. To, you know, chose a slightly di- I, I just I just want to make sure that you, you know that you're that you are okay with you
0: I'm okay with me okay I've, good I feel like
1: we're doing a WTF right now are we okay
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no I haven't insulted you and then insulted myself <laughs> right afterwards do take- you
0: remember the time I pissed in your coffee <laughs>
1: <laughs> have you done WTF yet I've done it yeah I've done it um, once or twice maybe I did it twice yeah Oh, Mark's done our show like three times. I would. I l- to I gotta go back twice. and
0: get the premium app and listen to yours. It was. It was fun. It was really nice. I would love to hear the trage-
1: I'd love to hear you to talk about the trajectory of your career. He does a, He. I mean, you know, he really does open you up. You know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, uh, it was fun. It was really fun. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. This you is You got it, Kurt Kreischer. Good to see you. Enjoy your burrito, everybody. Now leaving Nerdist.com. That is pretty great. A dash of sarcasm and just garnished a bit with a little bit of cursing. This motherfucker.